You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. We are here. We are here. Another edition of On Point with Victor. And, uh, folks, I, it just can't get any better than this. I, I don't... Uh, I, you know, we can call it crazy. We can call it, uh, gosh, I, I don't even know what to call today's Democrat Party and, and what's happening. Uh, and I'm getting some, some laughter response here in the studio because think about it. When you see what happened in Iowa, when you see what's happening in New Hampshire and, and look what happened this week leading up to New Hampshire, uh, there, there is, so much going on with today's Democrat Party that that I would, uh, you know, I could get up here and, and make a lot of fun of and, and, and make things up, but I don't need to. You just don't have to. All you've got to do is look and see what they're doing and 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 look at how they're reacting. Look at how they're reacting to the, uh, the ascension of Sanders and the implosion of Biden, which, by the way, your humble host did predict. And, David, you're looking at me like you want to agree, I hope. Well, I want to agree, but it's easy to see what happened in Iowa. They they run they ran out of toes and fingers. Oh well, that's <laughs> you know that's true. You know you know now that you bring it up, David. So you had a party that that Democrat party that can't count heads. They basically can't even have a game of duck duck goose because they can't seem to count make a head count. But yet they want to control your health care. They want to. I mean, why on earth would anyone want to put this crop of Democrats in charge of anything, let alone your health care, your savings, your education, your the food you eat? And I mean, I could go on and on. But uh, all right, folks, I know I'm jumping right into this and there's so much to get to today. Uh, We are we are jam packed today. In fact, on point with Victor may uh, run over for an extra hour today, sitting in for my buddy Roger, who who can't make it in today for uh, locked and loaded. So uh, stay tuned for maybe some little extra bonus time with on point with Victor today. But as we get into this today, like I said, we're jam packed. We're gonna have a lot to do. But those of you who are watching live, and again, you are completely able to watch live on uh, the uh, America's Web Radio Cam. If you go to America's Web Radio's Facebook page, or you can go to YouTube Live, the America's Web Radio Live page on YouTube, and you may see to my left, you may see a, a very dapper sitting-looking <laughs> <laughs> gentleman. Uh, folks, this is Harold Dennis, and he's going to be joining me. Uh, well, he's joining me now, but he will be. we will be talking about uh, a little bit of a local issue going on here in Georgia. Those of you who have been listening to my show know that we come out, uh, our, this show is out of Atlanta, Georgia, and not far from here, actually, the studios, is DeKalb County, which is a huge county, and uh, Harold Dennis is going to be running, or is running for sheriff, so we're going to get into that a little bit. In just a few. Uh, so if you're if you're watching uh, on the cams and you're going, who is that really good looking dude next to Victor? <laughs> and Harold, you're making me look bad today. <laughs> no, but uh, we're going to get into to some really good stuff with Harold. And uh, but but uh, you know, there's a few things that I just got to get to first. And and uh, let me do this, you guys. As as well, you know, you are li- tuned in to America's Web Radio. I am Victor. There is, and this is on point with Victor. I I had in my head so many ways to go with this, and, and Dennis, you're probably going to laugh, you know, and and 
and feel free to jump in at any time <laughs> because sometimes I, I just get beyond myself and the words just won't come out and sometimes a little Spanish gets gets tossed around in there. Okay. But um, we have a lot to get to today. But one thing I wanted to point out, as I was coming into the station today, uh, I heard n- none other than Joe Biden on on the on the radio. Somebody in New Hampshire was interviewing as he was making his exit. So, folks, we haven't even had – we're not even halfway – well, maybe at this point we're halfway through the voting in New Hampshire, and Joe Biden is hightailing it out of there. Now, that speaks volumes because Joe Biden – you know, those of you who are tuned in I, for, for uh, to my show know that I've been predicting the downmise of, of – or the downfall of, of – uh, of Joe Biden. I never thought once he was going to be the nominee. And there's a lot of different reasons why, but the Democrats themselves, the the leftist socialist side of this party that is taking over the Democrats today, they didn't want Joe Biden. And right now the establishment is going out of the, they're losing their minds right now on the Democrat side. And this is what I opened the show with 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 all the the craziness that's, that's going on right now, especially after Iowa. Because the establishment wing of the Democrat Party is not happy with the socialist wing. But, folks, the socialist wing controls that party now. Uh, There is no difference between Biden, Sanders, Warren, Klobuchar, uh, Buttigieg. There really is no difference. Uh, Just look at their policies. The media right now is trying real hard to convince you that Buttigieg is a moderate, that Klobuchar is a moderate. They're not. They may speak like it because they're not willing to tell you the truth as Bernie Sanders and AOC and some of those. They're willing to tell you the truth right now. But Klobuchar and Buttigieg and Biden, they don't want to tell you the truth. They want to do uh, the, the old tried and true, which is get out there and run as a conservative, speak like a conservative, and then win the nomination and then try to win the presidency. But Biden's, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Sanders has had enough of that. AOC's not having any of that. They want full-on socialism. And the the rest of the Democrat Party is falling in line because they know they're not going to win this nomination unless they run to the left. So when you look at the policies of Buddha, look, Buddha judge, they're calling a moderate. Look what he wants to do, folks. He wants to get rid of the Electoral College. That is a radical move. He wants to uh, take over your health care. Uh, that's a radical move. You know, these are socialist ideas. Buttigieg has them. Klobuchar has them. Warren has them. Biden has them. Sanders. They're all the same. So it is funny to watch the establishment in Washington about to lose their minds because while they hate Trump for being an outsider, they don't want an insider socialist either. And, or at least they don't want an insider socialist who's going to tell the truth. And it's it's very fun to watch, and this is just going to get better and better and better. But what happened today is pretty, pretty telling that Biden is already had you – know, this was an hour or two ago, and Biden was leaving New Hampshire. That tells me that his internal polling is probably – showing him coming in fifth. And if I had to put down a bet, I would tell you that my prediction for tonight, when the results come in, I think Sanders is going to win. I think Buttigieg has a great chance of being second. I think Warren or Klobuchar will come third. And I'm starting to see an ascension of Klobuchar as Warren falls. So I wouldn't be surprised if Klobuchar makes it in third. That would put Warren fourth. And that's going to put Biden fifth. Now look, Biden came in fourth or so, we think, <laughs> in Iowa. Coming in fifth in New Hampshire, it's just, let's put it this way, it's not good. And David, you look like you've got something to say. 
Did you hear what uh, they were saying on the news about Klobuchar? That she hadn't even gotten the respect of Trump to be named. <laughs> Oh, that's a good point. That's funny. That's right. He hasn't nicknamed her yet. Exactly. And and that's a... She's a total who cares. Exactly. And that's a great point. And I think, to your point, David, is the Democrats aren't taking her serious. And uh, I don't think there's... Even if she comes in third, I don't think there's any danger of her being the nominee. Bernie Sanders is probably going to run the table. He's probably going to go – he's going to get so much steam after today that he's going to win Nevada. And that's going to basically knock out Warren. And then when we get to South Carolina, I believe Biden is going to struggle. And I think now there is a chance Biden will not win South Carolina. So he he will drop out after South Carolina. I think Warren will probably drop out. And then you're going to look at some coalescing probably with Klobuchar. So she may get a nickname by South Carolina. Uh, but I just don't think she's going to have what it takes. I don't think the Democrats want her there. Uh, you're going to find, I think, Sanders running the gambit with this and then the Democrats pulling out everything to stop him. And then you've got the X factor, which is Bloomberg, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but but that's what's going on, folks. And then on top of this is how bad of a week Joe Biden had. Not only is he running away from New Hampshire already because he's going to head to South Carolina and he's going to try to he's going to go down there. And and Harold, you don't have to say much about this because I know your race is nonpartisan. But but if people are looking, um, Harold is, is a nice young black man. <laughs> And, you know, not to point out the obvious <laughs> or put you on the spot. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, Biden is going to run down to South Carolina and he's going to placate and he's going to try and coalesce the black vote. So he's going to go down there and do what Democrats, to me, do have done for 50 plus years is make a whole lot of empty promises to to a, a, a people or a culture that he thinks he can lie to and continue to get away with it. And it and and again, you don't have to comment on now, if you, but if you want to, you can. But it just as a Hispanic, it drives me nuts when when the Democrats put me in a box, and because to me they're putting me in the Democrat Hispanic box that says, Victor, you're Hispanic, you're not going to be able to su- succeed on your own. You're going to need the help of the Democrat Party. You're going to have to depend on government. And that's you know, my dad came here, couldn't even speak the language, and he told me. From the time I, from my, I can remember that no one depend on no one, especially the government. If you want to succeed, you depend on hard work and you depend on your sweat equity. And uh, so I, I hope the people of South Carolina aren't fooled. But it's uh, that's what Biden's going to try to do. And and uh, so we'll. So I do think he'll be he'll be out of the race by then. But uh, you know what else? What the other thing that Biden did is this was yesterday. He had a – well, I'm not sure if she was a supporter. If she was, she isn't now. But this young lady came up to Joe Biden during one of his little speeches or one of his little so-called – let's just say get-togethers because I don't think there was 100 people there. Uh, but she asked him a question, a simple question, and it was a very good question about how he did in Iowa and where he takes it from here. And he looked at her and called her a lying pony dog she called her a lying dog-faced pony or something along those those wow. lines wow i mean can you believe that so here's a young woman who was at a a biden event and he turns to her and calls her a lie now imagine if donald trump called somebody a name like that now i know some of you my democrat friends out there are going oh well donald trump said this and he said that well yeah those are things that happened before he was president but as president 
he has said nothing. He has not looked at any supporters or American citizen voter and called them a dog-faced pony. Uh, he called him a, li- a dog-faced lying pony or something of like that, which I don't even know what is, but apparently in Biden's world that exists. But but this is the kind of – this is how bad of a week Biden had. And it's just – when you think it can't get worse for him, uh, he makes it worse for himself. So, so folks, just like I told you guys months ago, uh, Biden's on his way out. And the Democrats kind of shot themselves in the foot because they didn't want him. They thought they were going to get their little Warren. Uh, but she is uh, – She's on her way out as well. So those those are just some of the things that is, are happening just today. And uh, so we've got I've got lots more to get to, but I do want to go ahead and turn my attention since I already put him on the spot <laughs> to to my guest here, and and we'll get into a little bit, and then we'll go to a break, and uh, we'll get right back into it with Harold. But but for now, so Harold, you're running for sheriff, and yes, sir. Yes, and sir. and folks. Let me tread on your attention span, those of you who are outside of Georgia, because thankfully we have a lot of listeners, Harold, that are outside of Georgia. So do not leave here today without giving out your website, your contact information, because there are people that are outside of Georgia that would be very willing to help you. Okay. Um, and folks, listen, take it from me. You're going to hear some in a second from Harold, but I have known Harold. He's a dear friend of mine. And you want to talk about a guy that's got his head on straight and, and, and a county like DeKalb that needs help, uh, there can't, there's not a better person than Harold Dennis. So instead of having you introduce, let me do this. Let's go ahead and take the break. And when we come back, I am going to give the floor over to Harold. So you guys stay tuned. We will be right back. This is On Point with Victor. You're tuned in to America's Web Radio. Want to give your family, our loved one, the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. This is David Donaldson with the Atlanta Healing Center, conveniently located in Lawrenceville, Georgia. At AHC, your success is our goal. Addiction recovery is about more than just not using. It's about becoming a whole person and addressing all aspects of your physical, psychological, and social needs. Please call us at 770-696-9862, or you can reach us on the web at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Quick Stakes, that's Q-U-I-K Stakes, are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of Quick Stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's Quick Stakes, Q-U-I-K Stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. And folks, we are back. I told you that'd be a short break, and if I didn't, I meant to tell you. Uh, all right, we are back. This is on point with Victor. I am Victor Armanderas, and this is America's Web Radio. And I'm sitting here with Harold Dennis. So, Harold, you're running for sheriff, and and folks, again, this is for a local county here in Georgia, it's DeKalb County, and there, and DeKalb County's huge. How, about, how many? Do you know about how many miles, Harold? That, 
Well, it, certainly. DeKalb County is the second largest um, county in the state behind um, Fulton County. Wow. Um, we roughly have just under a million people, uh, roughly about 800,000 um, citizens that live in DeKalb County. Um, we're pushing close to the million mark. Um, and DeKalb County is a pretty big, huge county. It's a, it's a great county to live in. Wow. Okay. So you get the picture there, folks, how big this county is. And, and Harold, I've had the luxury of growing up, spending most of my life in DeKalb County. Uh, there's there's a South DeKalb, there's a North DeKalb, and there's quite the difference. And one of the problems is, uh, and I won't get into too much, because, folks, look, I'm not going to get into too much partisan politics here with Harold because – Harold's running for sheriff, and this is a nonpartisan race. Mm-hmm. You know, your mm-hmm. sheriff shouldn't be worried about a D or an R. Your your sheriff shouldn't be worried about the color or ideology or or someone's identity. I mean, is that right? Certainly, certainly. Um, the sheriff. Um should be a nonpartisan race, um, just like your judges in DeKalb County, um, because we represent all the people of the county, um, not just Democrats, Republicans, Libertarian, Tea Party. We represent everyone, um, even the LGB community, uh, white, black, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, Asian. We represent everyone in the county. And my job as the sheriff to make everyone in the county feel safe um, to live in the county. Yeah, and, and I love the way you put that there, because... The way I look at it, you know, we're citizens of a great country, the United States, and then you are a citizen of your state, Georgia, and then you're a citizen of your county mm-hmm. because politics start and should start on the local level. So if people want to start bettering themselves, they've really got to take care of what's happening around them. Yes, on the local level. On the local level. Certainly, and, certainly. And when you look at uh, the sheriff, I mean – Dennis, well, let's do this real quick. Give us a little background on Harold. I mean, I know Harold Dennis, but there are a lot of listeners out there right now. And, and folks, if you want to jump online, you can uh, send Harold a question. So you can jump on, on the Facebook page, America's Web Radio, and send a question. Or you guys, at uh, those of you who have my number, can send me a text. You can, any way you can get it to me, go ahead and ask questions if you want. But, uh, but yeah, Harold, give us a little background on yourself. Certainly. Um I appreciate that, Victor. Um, once again, my name is Harold Dennis, and I'm um, born and raised right here in DeKalb County, a DeKalb County product. Um, I attended DeKalb County schools from elementary school to high school, and um, I even had the pleasure of working at DeKalb County Sheriff's Office, getting up to the rank of lieutenant, reserve lieutenant with the Sheriff's Office, um, and then going on past that, becoming an, an airline pilot, um, which is something I've always wanted to become, an airline pilot. But um, I want to come back um, to do the right thing for the people of DeKalb County. Um, I have a beautiful wife and five children that we're currently raising in DeKalb County. He does. I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I, I want to make DeKalb County feel safe like I would my own family. And um, so that's why I decided to go ahead and run for sheriff of DeKalb County to make everyone in the county safe. And not only making everyone in the county safe, but building um, economic development. And I know people say, well, how can the sheriff build economic development for the county? It's it's fairly easy. Um, a county where crime dies, uh, a county thrives. And what that saying is, you know, once you take crime and get rid of crime, you can build an economic development in the county because you're now allowing businesses to bring their headquarters to the county, um, building a better school system, and getting the school board together um, to build a better county. And so that's making a new DeKalb County to build a great, safe um, environment for the people of DeKalb. Well, Harold, and this is just another reason why I support you, because you hit something there. You know, a lot of people think 
that the only way to get businesses to places like Georgia or Texas or any other state is is through tax policy, and that is a huge part of it. You know, any state with lower taxes is going to get more businesses, and they're going to get more heads of, of companies uh, and more corporations moving there. But another factor is safety. Mm-hmm. Any corporation, whether it be Amazon or Walmart or down to the, to maybe the new uh, In-N-Out Burger that we all want to open in Georgia, at least I do, um, when they assess where they're going, they're, if they want to pick a state like Georgia, they'll look at the tax policy, of course. But they will look at safety issues. Certainly. They'll look at safety and also education. Mm -hmm. Because if you want to bring your headquarters here and you're raising a family, you certainly want to make sure that your family's safe. But also you want to make sure that the education is um, up to par as well um, to bring your children and and to raise your children. Absolutely. And that's that's such a key thing because if you want to live in a community (laughs) – you don't want there to be overwhelming crime. You don't want the gang members. You don't want the – and look, folks, I'm a realist. I know that every city has their problems. But when you have a sheriff that is not afraid to confront crime because it's a crime, when you don't put identity or, or a color and then judge the crime, you you know, like like you said and I said, the law doesn't see color. It does not. Um, so what DeKalb has been lacking, I mean, let's get into a little, a bit, a little bit about this, and I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but we don't have the best track record of sheriffs in DeKalb County, do we? No, no, we do not. Um, um, dating back decades, um, the sheriff's office, for whomever had the, the pleasure of being the sheriff of the county, they have all been arrested um, except for one or two sheriffs um, that have been the sheriff of the county. Um, And I'm looking to change that uh, because we need someone that's going to be a sheriff that's going to be transparent to the people. Um, I think if you're very transparent to the people, um, getting the community involved by starting a community review board and and getting the different communities around the county involved with the sheriff's office, you know, because they always say it takes a village to raise a, a, a family or a child, but it also takes a village to, to help run the sheriff's office, and that's getting people involved with their sheriff's office. And uh, Because I work for the people. I don't work for myself. I work for the people who elect mm-hmm. me, and I'm there to do a job. Well, Harold, I'll, the, the best thing ever, or at least one of the best things about you is I can attest that is something you would never forget, no. is the people. You serve at the pleasure of the residents. You Certainly. serve at the pleasure of the people of DeKalb. And and the problem that, that I've seen with DeKalb County, and this, folks, this is kind of what's happened on a national level. We have too many voters who will send the same person back to office year after year after year. Whether it be the actual same individual or the same party, they'll just get stuck to a letter or an ideology, and they will send the same type of person to office, whether it be sheriff or whether it be congressman, local or federal. They send the same person back, but yet they have the same complaints year after year. Certainly. You can't keep putting the same people in office and expect a different result. Mm-hmm. Um, like I tell people, you shouldn't be married to a party. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be married to the Democratic Party. You shouldn't be married to the Republican Party, nor independent. You should do your research on all of the candidates, whomever running for whatever office that they're running for, and make sure that you elect the right person who's going to do the right thing for the people, to represent the people. Um, and I say this a lot, um, especially with Democrats. Um, Democrats like to um, they like to force their vote on um, certain people in the community, and um, they they feel entitled to your vote, mm-hmm. um, and they don't work for your vote. 
and like you said, you know, it's it's a shame that you keep sending the same people back, but you want different results, and, and that's not going to happen. Well, that's an awesome point, Harold, because as a, as a Hispanic and part of the Hispanic community, that's exactly how, uh, how I feel and how a lot of my friends feel. The Democrat Party does not take us serious, and they do not take to heart the needs of the community because they take our vote for granted. And, and that's never been proven more than what they've done to the black vote. Certainly. Um, Certainly. And, and you can attest to that. I can. And, and, it's, and, and what I wish people could understand, and, and, I want, and I hope they get this message from you because you say it better than anyone I've heard <laughs> say this, is how if you want the power of your vote, if you want the true power of your vote, then you've got to divorce the letter. Certainly. Whether it be a D or an R Certainly. or an I. Certainly. And you've got to vote for the guy that's going to actually make the change that need to be changed. So Certainly. if you are sitting there in South DeKalb and for the last 50 years, your mother, your father, you, your brother, and on down the line have been voting for a letter D, and this has got you in the situation you're in now and nothing's getting better, then it's time to vote for someone different. And, and in your case, Harold, it's a nonpartisan race. Certainly. So they shouldn't even be concerned with a letter D or an R, but what they ought to do is look at the records of the people that are running. Certainly, certainly. And I think you've got quite the record. And, and your ideas. I want to go back. You mentioned uh, a community, kind of a community I can't a, remember. A community what, review board. A community review board. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Because this is something I think other states could take a lesson from and what this idea is. Certainly. The community review board is just basically it would be a board that's made up of the different homeowners associations that are registered in DeKalb County. So if you have a homeowners association that is registered in the county, um, then we would select members um, from the homeowners association to represent um, the community review board that will help sit along um, with my top level staff to um, engage in various subjects or different matters that are going on at the sheriff's office, whether it's um, a use of force by an officer, uh, a complaint with that. Uh, we would have the community review board to sit on the board and listen to the complaints with the top level staff of the sheriff's office so we can collaboratively come together and decide the fate, um, whatever officer, whatever deputy um, whatever they're accused of, that way it's fair and impartial. Um, it's being, you know, reviewed by everyone in the county, not just uh, my command staff and just say, oh, don't worry about the community, because we represent the community. Um, each deputy that works at the Cab County Sheriff's Office lives in various communities in the county. And so I think that's the only way that would be um, safe to do that, to start a community review board by using um, different homeowners associations that are registered in the Cab County. So you're you're sitting here saying that you actually want to include the community. Certainly. And this is what I love about you, Harold, and what I, I'm hoping that we have a lot of listeners today that tuned in from DeKalb County. And, and we do normally get a lot of listeners, but I'm hoping that everyone's listening very astutely. Um, listen to what Harold is saying. So, Harold, if I'm hearing you correct... You let's say let's say you're you're a sheriff you're elected sheriff yes sir and there is um, let's just say something happens and a a young black and Hispanic guy gets shot by an officer certainly you are willing to sit down after the fact 
get all the facts, no jumping or running to conclusions and no letting the community run wild, you know, how it always happens, uh, but actually sitting down and saying, okay, we're gathering the facts, and then we are going to put together this board or sit down with the community, and we're going to discuss what happened. We're going to bring the evidence that we have, and then we're going – I mean, Harold, that's a great idea. Certainly, um, because everyone is entitled to the due process of the law. Um, but when you try to hide something, either the body cam of the officer and put footage out three weeks later, you know, I don't want the, the citizens of the county to feel like they've been bamboozled or hoodwinked or that mm-hmm. they altered the tape. Or You know, I like to, of course, sit down with the community review board also with my top-level staff members and to go ahead and review the case. Man, okay, that's perfect. All right, we're going to go to our next uh, bottom-of-the-hour break here, and uh, this will be a short break. We'll be right back, and we're going to have a little more with uh, Harold Dennis, so stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. To cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effect. Which is what they should be. Okay, folks, uh, we're back. Uh, Look, folks, it's live radio. You never know what's going to happen. And sometimes the board just doesn't want to cooperate. So not sure what you heard there, but (laughs) you might have... You might have heard a few things. All right, folks, uh, we're getting right back in this with with Harold. Uh, in case you just tuned in, I'm uh, sitting with uh, Harold Dennis, and he is a candidate for sheriff for DeKalb County here in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And this is a nonpartisan race, which all sheriff's races should be. Uh, you don't want a sheriff that's going to be partial because they may be married to a letter D or an R. Uh, so it's a nonpartisan race, which is a good thing. Um Harold, when we left, we were talking about your your um, the community and, and how you want to do kind of a kind of a community review board, and sure. if there's any kind of instance or instance that happens, and an officer does have to shoot someone, that you're willing to sit down with the community and present the evidence, and, and so that there is total transparency. So, and what a novel idea! Certainly. Well, if you look. Um just the past summer um, that they were talking about the conditions in the jail when they had the big um, protest that was going on on Memorial Drive. All the sheriff had to do uh, was to sit down uh, with those community leaders that were in charge of the protest to sit down and address the issues that were going on at the jail. Um, I understand, you know, the mold issue that was going on. Um, some of the inmates were saying that they were getting um, molded food um, to the living conditions. And had I been the sheriff, I would have just opened my door and taken um, 
that group on a tour of the jail to let them see the conditions for themselves. Um, when you try to shut the community out, um, that causes big problems because it leads them to um, to wonder. And you don't want people to wonder what's going on with the county. Um, you should always just be transparent. Um, I've always been told um, being transparent runs a great um, a great agency. Oh, that's excellent. And, Harold, that was awesome because we just had a question come in about the conditions of the jail. Uh, he was asking about what about the conditions of the jail report of, of Mole, which you just touched. Certainly. Um, and he's also wanting to know, uh, is is the bond issue still run by people out, out, of, the, out of this jail? Uh, and he said, should the, uh, should the office... Uh, what is he? I'm, I'm trying to. Was the office of the sheriff? Oh, okay, talking about. He's asking about nonpartisan position and uh, why are the reports of jail employees working at events or on campaigns? That's certainly. a great question, and that's uh, questions coming from uh, Jeff out in DeKalb County. Certainly, um, I will address that. Um, no county employee should be working on any campaign of any um, sitting current sheriff. Um, I've been told that. They, they're made to do that. They're made to get out and campaign. Um, because the Cap County Sheriff's Office, when you're hired there, you, you sign a waiver saying that you're hired at the leisure of the sheriff. Unlike Fulton County Sheriff's Office, um, certain positions from the rank of captain and below, they're a civil service, which is like the Cap Police. They're like a merit system. Um, so they have the right to speak freely, as, as they should. Um, at the Cab County Sheriff's Office, if you speak freely, you'll be fired, you'll be terminated, hmm. because you do sign that um, that waiver saying that you're hired at the leisure of the sheriff. But um, they should not use any current employees um, working on any campaigns, holding any signs. Um, basically, that's like a dictatorship. You're saying, hey, if you don't go out and hold my sign, you're no longer going to hold a captain's position or a deputy position. You know, we're going to terminate you. Um, so we should totally take politics out of the sheriff's office. Um, those individuals who work there, those men and women, should have the right to vote for whomever they want, and they should have the right to speak their mind freely. Um, if I'm doing a great job as the sheriff, then I shouldn't have to worry about my deputies out speaking against me. But if they were, they have the right they to do so. Right. Certainly. You know, Harold, I love to hear you say that because you and I both experienced back in 2016, and folks, because I, I ran for Congress, some of you guys know this, in 2016, and Harold and I uh, helped each other out a lot in 2016. And you and I both were witnesses to, um, I believe, Sheriff Mann at the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and some of his people that were – Probably, I you know, and and I, I and folks, I I don't know this for sure, but I it was brought to my attention that it was very possible that that Sheriff Mann was forcing, or at least in in some way saying you're not going to get this if you don't do this. Certainly, yeah, almost a quid pro quo that's Certainly. been a, a, a topic of of conversation of late, and this was going on in the sheriff's office. And and Harold, this is the kind of stuff, and this is me talking, folks. This is not Harold talking, but this is what I mean. When we continue to send the same type of people and elect the same type of people, and as you, as I mentioned before, I grew up in DeKalb County. I have been in, in and out of DeKalb County, mostly in, for uh, most of my life here. And I have seen Sheriff Mann and then the, the sheriff before him, the sheriff before him, the sheriff before him. Uh, they were all from the same party. And, and, I, and again, this is me talking. They were all Democrats. And... 
we cannot change DeKalb if we keep sending those same people. And right now, DeKalb County, you have a man sitting next to me named Harold Dennis who does not see people as a D, does not see people as an R. He sees people as citizens, and he sees people who want to be able to live, work, play Mm -hmm. in a safe environment. Mm -hmm. And this is what I love about you, Harold. And as as we talk about these things that have been going on in the past, this is not going to happen under a Harold Dennis sheriff administration. No, we're not. No, we're not. The, the current situations, um, everything that's going on, even the contracts at the sheriff's office, um, these contracts were just given to people um, illegally. Um, they weren't properly vetted. Um, they didn't put them out for proper bid. And these are things that I would attack immediately upon taking office, um, attacking these contracts, because these these monies belong to the people of DeKalb County. Um, even the bill bonding companies that owe DeKalb County in hundreds of thousands of dollars in five phase, that money belongs to the taxpayer. And so if you're operating a bill bonding company in DeKalb County, you owe us money, you will pay or you no longer do service or business in DeKalb County. Well, I'll, and that's spot on. And, I, and again, you, if you're out there listening, you've got to tell your friends about Harold because DeKalb County needs you more than ever. Um, we had another question, Harold, about uh, from a listener out in DeKalb who wants to know about the uh, mental health of the inmates at, at a jail. Certainly. I mean, how does the mental health tie into? Well, the mental health ties into the sheriff's office in a big way. Um, for those people who are not familiar with the operations of the sheriff's office, um, the deputies, we serve the papers of the court, um, security of the jail, and security of the courthouse. But part of the papers of the court, um, we serve 1013s and 2013s, um, which deals with mental illness and um, alcohol for the probate court, um, for the safety of people um, who are having mental mental illness, um, we take them over to what's called a cab crisis, um, which there they go and they become evaluated to see if they need to be um, further hospitalized. But um, mental illness is a big problem in the Cab County Jail because people, um, they go out and commit crimes um, that have mental illness and then they just bring them to the jail and they just leave them there. Um, We need to reach out to... um, on a federal level and also on a state level to acquire more funds so we can help these individuals with mental illness um, where we can have them taken out of the, the county jail and taken to hospitals that where they can go and seek help. Perfect. Uh, and that's great. And that's and again, this is the type of thing that will be addressed by your sheriff's administration. You're not I don't see you as the type of person to shy away from a tough issue. No. Uh, because you want to change the sheriff's office from top to bottom and bottom Certainly. to top. Certainly. And and I will say this and, and tell me what you think about this, Harold. I, I think there's no question, and I don't think there's any citizen in DeKalb County that would disagree with me that something has to change in the sheriff's department, especially after the mess that the previous sheriff put us through. And the last thing we need is is a guy that that I think could have been his right-hand man to stay in office. Um, so when, when the citizens are looking, okay, Harold, we're talking about changing the sheriff's department. So... When you come in and you're elected and you get into the sheriff's department, and you, how are you going to attack some of the bureaucracy that's there? And, and what I mean by that is, I know you're going to set a great example, and that's going to fall all. That's going to go all the way down to a to the beat cop. Mm-hmm. 
But I also know there's probably going to be some some bureaucratic people in there that were put in place by the previous sheriffs. How can you go in and say, okay, for lack of a better term, I'm the new sheriff in town, Certainly. and and really start to get people on board with with your initiatives? Certainly, um, great question. Um, once I take office, I will bring on uh, a lot of different personnel from other agencies to come over with me to DeKalb County, and uh, we would actually do a whole new policy and procedure uh, with the sheriff's office. Currently, um, the systems that's in place, um, they're just promoting people just because they're friends of the last sheriff mm-hmm. um, that are not qualified, they don't have the proper training. And to be a, a supervisor and to carry out um, my orders at the sheriff's office, you know, they would have to have that proper training, take tests to hold those positions and have the, um, the experience to be a, a sergeant or a lieutenant or a captain um, out in the field or the courthouse or in the jail. Uh, we need uh, a lot of sensitivity training. Uh, we need a lot of training to go out and combat um, a lot of officers who are, I call them, a little loose cannon or haywire um, with um, use of force. And it, it takes a lot of work, so it's going to take a lot mm-hmm. of people to come in with me uh, to help get that agency back up to par where it needs to be. Well, that's great. And, and I think this is the kind of thing that could make every citizen feel feel good about voting for you is that you're not trying to come in there and you're not saying anything that's not doable mm-hmm. i mean you are very realistic in the way you need to approach uh, the, the problems that 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 the sheriff's department has and i think it's great and and i and i, and I love the f- the fact that you're talking about training because it's one thing to be trained I myself have, have had training, so so it's one thing to be training. Yeah, I can fire thirty rounds in thirty seconds, sure. and 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 I can hit that target, and along with five other targets within sixty seconds, I can I can I can look in, enter a room and see who's the bad target, who's the good target. How do I? You know, assess the situation and situational awareness. You can teach all that, but I think one thing that that maybe isn't taught enough is as simple as this: when to be nice mm-hmm. and when not to be nice. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, you touched on when it comes down to using force mm-hmm. and and an officer to just even from from pulling someone over to to responding to a robbery call. Mm-hmm. It's that officer actually being trained on, okay, I, I know what to look for, and, and in this situation, I might be able to de-escalate it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I can de-escalate, de-escalate with my stun gun. But then an officer also needs to know this is going to require deadly force. Certainly. Because what people don't understand, and, and please speak to this, Harold, people don't understand the dangers that it is to be a police officer every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, all we hear lately is police officers are being mean, police officers are abusing their power, and police officers are this, but people don't realize that how many officers have we had shot, Dennis, or Harold, I'm sorry, that walk up to us just pulling someone over because their blinker didn't work or because they made an illegal lane change mm-hmm. and end up getting shot through the driver's side window. Mm-hmm. Once again, that, that goes back to training. Um, and you made a good um, statement earlier about de-escalating um, for an officer when he comes up to a vehicle a traffic stop um, and knowing when to use force and when not to use force. Um, just 
proper training, everything is not routine. Mm-hmm. And when you have officers who think everything is routine, that's when you typically have a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, when officers are just take everything as routine and, and they can't become routine and lax. Um, they always have to be on the P's and Q's, but also you should also give great customer service. Um, and that goes as far as the, the deputies at the courthouse. Uh, when people come to the courthouse, everyone is not coming there for a criminal trial. They can come for a civil trial or they're coming there for property to go to the probate court. Um, I need my deputies to be able to speak to people with the utmost respect. Um, if I'm the sheriff and I can speak to you with respect, then certainly uh, my deputies can do the same. Um, Harold, you just reached or touched on two of my hot, hot topics. So we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, uh, I'm going to ask you a couple more things about what you just said. So we'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. This is On Point with Victor. and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call them. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works. 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. And we are back, 
folks. All right. You are tuned into America's Web Radio. And, folks, to reach me, Victor at America's Web Radio.com, Victor at America's Web Radio.com. Follow me on Instagram, Radio Victor, Radio Victor, Radio Victor. And no, you don't have to put it three times. You can just put it once, Radio Victor. I'm also on Twitter, uh, Facebook. You can find me at Victor for Georgia. You can find me just as Victor Armendariz. Just spell it correct A R M E N D A R I Z. Uh, but I'd love for you guys. Look, uh, connect with me because you can always send me your questions, and I will answer any questions. I, I, I don't care of where on the political scale you land. You can ask me any question. Those of you who have been listening to a while, you know that I will blast both sides. I'm an equal opportunity offender when it comes to the Washington, D.C. swamp. Uh, okay, so I'm sitting here with uh, Harold Dennis, and we, we were talking about – uh, how, how we can change and, and how he's going to make DeKalb better and, and how he's and how the sheriff's department can actually aid in making a county better. Uh, and, and when we right before we went to break, Harold, you said a word that is I mean, I've got a couple of books that I'm working on and they both hinge heavily on customer service. And I about jumped out of my seat when you said that, because and I want you to explain it. I'm not even going to put words in your mouth. So, so explain to the listeners when you put customer service in line with police officers or the sheriff's department. Okay, certainly. Um, customer customer service in line with um, law enforcement basically is everyone in the county or everyone that comes through the county are customers. Um, and how you deal with those customers is how you rate the, the agency. Um, you can have officers that are very nasty with customer service, or you can have um, officers like myself who thrive on giving excellent customer service. Now, that's not saying that I'm, I'm weak as an officer or that um, I don't have the power. It's just that I know how to talk um, to the customer. And the customer being um, if on a traffic stop or serving a paper, um, because as the sheriff, when you serve um, the papers of the court, um, you don't know if they're guilty or innocent. You're just serving the paper of the court. But how you speak to the individual, um, you know, when being arrested, um, once again, they are customers. So basically, uh, with them being customers, um, working with um, the public, um, like to give great customer service, but at the same time, uh, make the county safe. So you can make the county safe and still give great customer service. And that's... And that, I think all aspects of government should take your advice, Harold, and somehow we've got to get you to run for president maybe in 2024. <laughs> but uh, that's another issue. <laughs> it's another topic for another day. I'll be your VP. Um, but that's a great uh, – that is so, so awesome way to put it because – there are officers who get a bad name. Now, whether they're, they may get a bad name because politicians are throwing them under the board like we have in today's world, uh, or they get a bad name because they, they may have had a bad day. Look, some of these – what's a typical shift, hour, hour shift, uh, eight-hour, 10-hour, 16-hour for, um, for an officer? Um, it depends on the agency and how they have their off days, but most agencies are 10 hours. Um, a lot of agencies are also eight hours. Okay. So it's quite conceivable that an officer that has to live on, live on the edge, and believe me, there are parts of DeKalb County where an officer is going to be on the edge at every call, whether it's a traffic stop or, or, a, or just a suspicious person call. They're going to be on the edge. So what we as citizens need to understand is when officers spend a day, it might be towards the end of their shift, and they could be 
mentally drained. So it's understandable that they might be a little quick sometimes or a little tempered. But I think with your idea of customer service and, and training officers, I promise you, Harold, that officers, not many places, are trained in the aspect of customer service. And the way you worded it is perfect because when you have a county that has officers that that look, you remember Harold back in the days when when officers actually walked neighborhoods. Certainly, and that's something that I would like to bring back. That was uh, the, the cops program, the community mm-hmm. oriented policing. Now, see, that is is I think was an awesome an awesome program. When I was, oh gosh, Harold, I must have been about eleven, twelve years old, and my mother had just lectured me on why I wasn't going to get a motorcycle, okay. a dirt bike. Well, I went down the street, and my buddy had a dirt bike in his garage, and we pulled it out, and and he let me go for a joyride. And I took this motorcycle screaming through the – now, again, I'm maybe 12 years old, maybe 11 years old. I'm screaming through the neighborhood. I go through the neighborhood to the local elementary school. I'm doing jumps and donuts on the playground. Then I come back. Well, I make it halfway home, and a DeKalb County officer steps out in front of me, and he just looks at me, and he goes, young man – you're walking that home, aren't you? And I looked at him and I went, well, but it's running. And he goes, you're walking it home, aren't you? And and then it sunk in and I said, yes, I am. And I walked that motorcycle home. Right. And that officer didn't have to get ugly with me. No, he, he, I will never forget that police officer because of how nice he was and and the fact that he didn't make it a bigger deal he just said you're a kid i understand you like motorcycles but it is improper to go blaring your motorcycle through the neighborhood and it's very dangerous and he explained it to me and then he let me walk now he followed me for a little bit and then he left but that's the kind of community policing that i think would go so far in today's world because we have kids today Harold, all they know is video games. Mm-hmm. So on the off chance they do go outside, idle hands. They don't know what to do with themselves. Right. But how nice it would be to have the community again, uh, have community police officers again. So so speak to that a little, Harold. Is that something that, that the sheriff's office could do in DeKalb County or promote? Certainly. Um, and it's, it's funny that you talk about the youth because I love the youth. And... Um, Idle time, idle minds, idle time gets you in trouble every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom always said the same. Well. <laughs> That's but, great. Um, starting a, a junior deputy program um, to reach out to the youth um, that have that idle time to participate in our Sal League, which is our sheriff athletically that I would like to start, um, where we can get these juveniles off the streets, um, getting them doing something productive, learning a trade, um, also being a junior deputy. Um, program they could um, work with the sheriff's office as well and then mm-hmm. when they turn 18 they can actually get a real job with the sheriff's office um, making money that making money employment wow Harold I love this because and and I want to give you a couple of ideas here and 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 I will tell you right now I would love to be a part and help and and I will go seek companies and see if I can seek some donations because I think and let me ask you this. Can the sheriff's department, when we talk about working with the community, can the sheriff's department work with businesses and say, for instance, a program that I would like to see started, um, let's say that, that the sheriff's department got behind these the DeKalb County and saying, okay, we're going to find some dead space, some some space that's just no one's renting or or it's, it's a desolate. Let's clean it up mm-hmm. and let's put a skate park or some soccer fields, some basketball courts, and let's 
start trying to put together a sheriff's office junior uh, a league where you have different you have these kids that can join a league an actual league that may be sponsored by the sheriff's department so that you've actually got when sheriffs are off duty they can put on their sheriff's shirt and they go coach the team of just nearby look there are there are a ton of kids in South DeKalb that have nothing to do, right. and they, they may not have the money to go join a really nice league. Right. But I – look, I complain about tax, the way tax dollars are spent, mm-hmm. but I will be 100 percent behind tax dollars spent on creating an environment where kids can go and not have to – if you're a, a family that can't afford a, a regular league, then let the sheriff's department develop these type of things with – other agencies in DeKalb County. So how how could that work? I mean, could you see something like that? Um, I totally see something like that working. Um, And that's why I have a big youth program that's designated and designed um, once I take office of the sheriff. And also you touched on something earlier about working with businesses. I plan on working with businesses to help employ second chance inmates, uh, mm. low-level, um, nonviolent offenders, mm-hmm. getting them jobs to break this circle of going in and out of the Cab County Jail. I mean, we can reach out to business owners and have them employ individuals to make $15, $16, $17 an hour, and mm-hmm. certainly they can provide for their family. And um, I'm looking forward to um, starting that program as well. And I do have several businesses willing to work with me once I'm elected um, as sheriff to help employ um, these individuals and, and, and break that cycle. See, that right there, because then you're using the private sector and and, and really, really using the, the kindness that can be government or, or – Using government wisely, let me put it that way, where you can work in conjunction with the private sector and actually help kids from elementary all the way up to getting their first job. Mm-hmm. And and let's face it, Harold, there are a ton, I don't know what the percentage is, but I know there's a lot of nonviolent offenders sitting in a jail cell. Certainly. And they do their time. They get out. They get on probation. It takes them, what, maybe 30, 60 days, and they're right back in? They're right back in because they can't get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that um, President Trump is trying to um, set um, standard across the United States as far as um, dealing with marijuana in very mm-hmm. small quantities. Um, you know, to have someone arrested for one or two marijuana um, cigarettes, shall I say, or a little dime bag or a 25 um, bag mm-hmm. is hardly, you know, not enough marijuana to even really do the paperwork on mm-hmm. it. Uh, but to mess up someone's background where they can't get a job. Can't get a job. So now, you know, they have to step up their level of crime, perhaps maybe carjackings or home invasions, in which that's plaguing South DeKalb County right mm-hmm. now. Um, that you're seeing a lot of home invasions and carjackings yep. and pedestrian robberies. So those things that we really need to tackle. And if I feel as though if we can get these individual jobs before they step to those type of crimes, mm-hmm. you know, violent crimes against you know persons, then we can reach out and um, get them jobs and, and get them on a different track. And thus making a productive citizen of the Cap County. And you know, Harold, that's the key, a productive citizen. And and that doesn't mean that the that the government's going to find some kind of pretend placement or, or feel goodism. It means actually working with the community, like you just said, because there is a time when when a a teenager or preteen or teenager is going to make that jump from marijuana or a little bit of um, distribution of marijuana 
to uh, pit pocket here, uh, 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 shoplifting here, they're going to make that step to armed robbery, breaking and entering, larceny. And when they make that step, that they're going to go down the felony road, and then their life is going to be screwed forever. If we can intervene before they get to that point with a workers program like you're talking about or, or having activities that they can actually be a part of. Like the skate park. Like the skate park or uh, the soccer field, the basketball. The uh, I would love to see hockey. There are young kids that would play hockey that have never seen a hockey stick. But if we, if we invested in these things. And and this is the only time I will use the word of investment with taxpayers because usually tax dollars aren't invested, they're wasted. But in this case, we really can use it for the good of the community where these kids are having a, an activity to go to. And then they're, they're mixing and playing with officers. Mm-hmm. And then the police officers aren't going to – they're going to grow up with a good view of police officers. So, Harold, let me ask you this. We're going to have to end the show here. Can you hang out for a few more minutes? Certainly. certainly. Okay. Folks, don't go anywhere. This is the end of the On Point with Victor show but we're going to be right back with locked and loaded well it's going to be a on point with victor and locked and loaded so stay tuned we will be right back you're listening to america's web radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com thank you for listening